everyone. This week we're going to continue with our downtime stuff. We had Valerie last week, and well, that didn't go super great for her. But uh, this week we're going to check in for a little bit with Mary Sue and Richard. Hope you enjoy. Alright, so then they hang out with Mary Sue for a little while. Where does, uh, where does she drive off to? Well, she probably prearranged a meeting place and time to meet Valentine, because she expressed her need for uh, an apartment. And he has said he has something. I imagine this was on his turf. Yeah, he said it. You know, it would be best if it was in the area that he had uh, control over, because that way he could make sure everything went smooth. Which sounds perfectly reasonable to Mary Sue. Yeah, perfectly reasonable to go hang out with your gang or not boyfriend. Yeah. So it'll take you a little while to get over there. I imagine stop for a super fancy, over the top, soy calf latte thing. Yes. Little breakfast and that kind of stuff. Valentine likely told you to meet him at the poorhouse, because that's kind of where they do business out of. What an unpleasant name, but okay. When you get there, you'll realize, oh, because it's a bar, and it's got like an AR tap on it that has those little crappy pseudo-neon animations on it. As the AR booze fills up the AR glass from the tap, it, you know, spells out poor up the side of it. The animation just repeats over and over again. It's very... Very retro. So standing outside of it, there are a couple of elves. One of them you'll recognize as Valentine. There's two other just gang members there and a couple of motorcycles as you pull up. The bar is obviously not open because who drinks at this hour? People that work third shift. Or have problems. I mean, you're working third shift. you got a problem. I meant our alcoholics, but okay. He'll see your gray Mercury Comet pull up. He'll kind of tap his buddies that he's there with point to you and then they kind of like nod and he's they start walking off and he uh kind of comes up to the side of your car uh show stop the car get out lean against it and yeah as he walks up big smile on her face very excited yes valentine yes where's the place oh no hello oh and he feigns as though he has been harmed she'll roll her eyes doing a little apology give him a quick little hug sorry hello hi I'm just so excited. I just can't wait. My own place this is going to be great. He kind of holds you there in that hug, and then it's like, yeah, it's just over here. More or less escorts you, holding uh, the small of your back. He points out a couple of the local landmarks, like this is the main clubhouse. Over there is a mechanic shop. Down there, there's a couple of stores. There's a noodle shop. And then, you know, you'll go about a block and a half down, and there'll be an apartment building that is set up. Like, come on. And then he'll go up to the front door and... Do whatever they do in the sixth world for, I don't imagine they have key rings, you know? I guess just a fob that it unlocks when it registers. The place is, it's not terrible. It's not like the other little safe house that you were standing in. He's going to walk you to the back where there's actually a, a functioning elevator. He'll explain that he's had some of the boys, they've fixed it up so that it works. He'll explain the uh, power rationing and some of the water rationing stuff that... Might sound a little foreign to you. Take you up to the the third floor and down a little hallway and stand outside of a door. Is the third floor the top floor? No, there's two more. And then there's there's, two more. Okay. There's actually like you can get up on the roof and there's some stuff up there. Uh, No, I'm standing outside the door. Yeah. And he'll uh overly dramatically open it for you. Walk in and. Quickly survey what I'm seeing. Sure. How so, great is it? 
What is the bottom of your scale and the top of your scale that you're looking at here? Like, is it just like a one-room studio, which would be the bottom? Or is it like a really nicely decorated, appointed kitchen, living room, bedrooms, bathrooms, big sprawling apartment? Oh, it's it's not anything that crazy. So it's a little two-room with a bathroom. There is a little sectioned-off kitchen. There's no carpet in here. It's all whatever they would use for linoleum or fake hardwood flooring. Mm-hmm. He'll kind of point out the little fridge, which isn't a giant fridge. There's a little, imagine a Keurig, but instead of coffee, it could spout out the soy paste that you put in little flavoring pods to make it taste like something. He explains you're going to need to buy your own or bring your own utensils, glasses, cups, that kind of thing. There is space for a two-person couch, and he kind of like gives you a little bit of wink as he's telling you about it. It's like we get a couch in there. Put the tritio up against that wall for you. I can get some of the boys to help me move some of the larger things. The bedroom's enough for like a twin-size bed. There is a closet in there that could fit probably half of Mary Sue's wardrobe. It is not a walk-in closet. And there is a little shelf across the top for your shoes or other things that you would put in boxes and hide in the closet. The last thing he's going to show you is there's two little false compartments that you could hide things in. Hide like... Like what things in? He will slowly close the second compartment and turn to look at you and says, Look, Doc, I'm not as dumb as many people tend to think that I am. Mary, if that is your name. I like you. You're fun. You're nice to talk to. Not bad to look at. But I'm going to imagine that something a little bit off is here for a doctor to come all the way down here and ask me for her place to live. I don't need to know. People have used these for drugs and guns and other things. They're there. Because I would rather you put your stuff in them that the cops aren't going to like if the cops ever come by. Because it makes my life a lot easier. Okay. I see what you what you mean. I'll put the things that the cops might not like in there. And he, you know, goes back to his... Not that he ever really dropped the cheerfulness, but a little bit of the seriousness goes back out of his... Great. In that case, do you want to get something for lunch? The place down the street, it makes great noodle bowls. I can have the guys come and carry some of the stuff up. Um, um, well, um this is lovely, Valentine. Thank you very you're much. Welcome. But, um, Glad to help. It's kind of small. I mean, is, is there a larger one, maybe? He's going to stop for a moment again and just kind of, you're asking a lot, you know that? She'll grab his arms. I, I'm, I know I am. It's just, you know, I'm just used to just a little more space. And I just, I just really need it. Um, I mean, is there something I could do or, I mean, pay a little more in rent to you or, or something? We can, we can, surely we can make this work. I'll tell you what, let's go get lunch. You'll try it out for a couple of days. It'll It's homey. It's cozy. My apartment's not much bigger. But it's bigger. He's going to kind of look down at you and then look at his jacket where he's got the Ancients logo on it. Yeah, no, I, I've i worked to get to where I am. I'm willing to work to get there, too. He'll raise an eyebrow and kind of like, all right, let's, let's go to lunch. Okay. She's smile on her face, chipper again. Arm in arm with him. As she walks. 
So you guys will go out and have a nice little lunch. Do you let him have the uh, the boys move your stuff in? What so little you, I have, yeah. They will move some of the stuff in. I guess you don't have like a couch or furniture or anything that you brought no. with you in your little car. No. She's going to have to go shop. But that's okay. You could have a bunch of that stuff like sort of drawn delivered or you could go shopping. Yeah. No, no, no. Like shopping, like not physically go to the store, but she's going to have to shop and get stuff delivered. Yes. Okay. Valentine will be happy to spend some time with you at lunch shopping for furniture. He and I will pick out that two-person couch since we will both be spending time on it. So later that night after you spent some of the day with Valentine, some of the day with these goons moving up. I should call them goons. They're they're your neighborhood people. You will notice that they are ancients, folks. You will notice that almost everyone here that you're seeing is an elf. And a majority of them are wearing some... Like a green bandana somewhere, like around their arm, around their head, somewhere on their person. Hmm, okay. As the night comes to an end, most of your furniture has been delivered. There's still, I'm sure, a few things that she is waiting on of the smaller incidentals to really kind of make the place her own. And uh because I like tropes and cliches, it'll be about that time that Mary Sue is in the shower. And uh you will hear something fall and break outside. Quickly hop out, shut the water off, hop out, throw a towel on, and find the source of this noise. Can you go ahead and roll me perception at uh, at negative five? So with one success, it's going to be pretty easy to find that somewhere in your kitchen, a glass has fallen off of the counter and broken on the ground. You don't really see any anything that could have caused it. There's no like open windows, the door is still closed and has both locks on it. It doesn't seem as though there is... Uh, Anything around that could have caused it. So all the doors are locked, all the windows locked, everything's secure, nobody's in there. Mm-hmm. She can't clean it up because she's got nothing on her feet, so she's probably going to go back, finish doing what she's doing, get dressed, and then come back out to clean it. So as you come back out, you'll see that some of the glass has been pushed more like into a pile, as if someone was trying to clean it but not having a great go at it. And you're going to see little spots of red that are on the floor and go to your one on the ground cabinet. Can I look around and see if the spots continue in any direction? They look like they go straight into the cabinet. Open the cabinet? So as the light peers through, you're going to notice something you probably didn't expect to see. It is a small woman, about 14 inches tall, wearing an evening dress. Oh my gosh! She squeals with delight! Reaches her hand and... Trying to coax it out? Uh, she fights away at your hands and kind of like... Moves to get away and smacks at them. Well, that's not very nice. Just trying to help you out of the cabinet. She speaks in Sporethial. About mm-hmm, I know that. More or less just kind of like, stop. Because you're, you know, reaching in to grab at her. She'll stop, but she'll just kind of stare in front of the cabinet. Probably get comfortable, like, sit cross-legged on the floor in front of the cabinet. Introduce, my name is Mary Sue, and what is your name? You will notice that Margaret pokes her head out. (gasps) Margaret, they let you go. Why are you here? So in order to to fast-track this a little bit, she didn't have anywhere to go. She didn't know where she was, so she kind of followed you into your car and was inside one of the boxes when the guys brought her upstairs. Just to fast-track this as well, Mary Sue will extend an offer that she can stay here as long as she wants, and that if she ever wants to leave, she's more than welcome to leave. But Mary Sue will provide her with a home, 
for as long as she needs it. At some point have gotten more or less sitting in your lap because she's tiny. And then just kind of like, as you make the offer, kind of collapse into you and little fairy tears. And it's really very touching and gross. Yay! On the outside, is trying to keep it together and be cool. But on the inside, it's just so happy that she got this now. And boss isn't here to say no. And it's awesome. So Richard, what's your plan of action? The plan is uh, the long, slow drive back to Mama, who is probably not super stoked. Can't imagine why her flesh and blood would have not called or talked to her or really told her anything about what was going on over the past couple of days. No, I mean, no, yeah, yeah. I was a bit circumspect. Which is suspicious, right? <laughs> Are you bringing her a peace offering of some kind? <laughs> yeah, a shit ton of money. <laughs> A shit ton of money <laughs> and a big old bouquet of flowers. Bottle of Southern Comfort, some flowers, some chocolates, just something to hopefully take the run off of this. Are you driving the van home? I don't think I have any other vehicles, so yeah, I'm going to take the van home. It looks normal, doesn't it? Your van, you tell me. Oh, I put a CAS shit all over it. It's a bit rednecky. Oh well, she'll appreciate it. Screw it, we're driving the van back. So as you come up to your front door, when you go to open the door, it's going to hit the chain lock on it, and you will be able to hear, like, the, the tritio going in the house. Hey, Mama, it's me. It's Richard. Hello. Hello. Oh. Hey, it's, it's, it's Rick. Open the door. Richard, your son. First. Open the door. My son? Yes. Huh. I'm trying to remember. And you can hear stuff moving around in there. She's getting up and hobbling her elderly self over towards the door, and she'll walk over to the side, look to the track, and say, You look like someone I remember. You say you're <laughs> yeah. my son. My flesh yeah, and blood? Mama. Yeah, that, that, that is me. I don't know. Just, cut, so- cut it out. Come on, Mama, <laughs> cut it out. You know who I am. Just open the door, let me inside. Look, I got some chocolate, I got these flowers. They're very nice. I picked them up just for you at the, the stuffer shack. I got a, I got some little little bottle here, a little Southern Comfort. Oh, Richard! She'll start pushing on the door to get some slack in the chain to let you in, and she'll step back to let you in. <sighs> Good to be home. I've been working so much overtime, you know. I think I'm just gonna take a, you know, a little break. But uh, you know, work just caught up with me, Mom. And she'll close the door again, turn around, and just kind of give you a squinty eye. Caught up so much you couldn't call your mama? Wait, you called me. We talked. Richard. And she'll kind of come up to you and look at the chocolates and kind of take them from you and take the bottle from you and start hobbling away, kind of shaking her head like, like she's in a mood. You know, Mama, I'm thinking, uh, you know, all this overtime I work, I got a little extra money saved up. Are you really particularly attached to this house? So she'll turn around with the box of chocolates in one hand and the bottle of Southern Comfort in the other. Richard, this is the house that your stepfather's pension paid for when he died. Well, I know, but you don't have to stay here. I mean, you know, wouldn't you like to be around some trees? Look outside. Is this where the kind of community you want to be in? It's kind of going a bit, you know, get a bit green outside, you know? You said that yourself. So she's going to take a couple of steps back towards you and give you this serious look, trying to see if you will crack? I'm stalwart. Okay. I'm holding steady. Richard, last time we had a move, it's because you did something. Did you do something, Richard? 
Are yeah, you in busted trouble? by DMS. I mean, hell, I mean, look, look, this didn't pay for itself. I went out, I busted my ass, worked hard, you know, and that's what life's about, you know. So we don't have to stay here. We can go somewhere, and I can set us up. We're gonna have, a, you know, just a just a better kind of way of life. We're quieter, you know. Just to look past you out to the window where there's some orc kids playing. Mm. Richards, this overtime gonna stay up. You said you've been saving. I mean, How long you been saving for, Richard? The past couple of weeks, I worked really hard, saved up some money. You know, we've got a little extra, and I think we can make it where I found a sweet little place. You know, I'm gonna pull up like a presumably Mama has got an AR AR display. You go to pull it up, and she's like, "Hold on, Richard," and she goes off into the other room, comes back with these like thirty year old AR glasses. She puts them on, kind of comes back over, gives it a look. Richard, I start swiping through the pictures. Richard, See, do you, you know how trees, much a mortgage is? Grass. Don't know how much a mortgage is. Hell yes, no how much a mortgage is. Your stepfather. You know me, I'm great at math. Richard, it's because of your stepfather we were able to afford this place. Yeah, he gave us a better life. You know, that's why, you know, part of the reason we're here. And I mean, he wanted us to be happy, have a better life, to live comfortably. Do you think this was the grand plan? He gave us what he could. And they, in the, that, you know, his pension gives us something, but we can do this. You know, you got to trust me sometimes, Mama. Let me go get changed, Richard. Maybe we'll go see it. All right. I know you'll follow up with it. She'll kind of trundle off. As she trundles off into the other room, you will hear the various plastic wrappings on the whiskey and the, the chocolates opened. You'll hear the fridge open. She'll get down a glass. And then she'll have her little rocks glass. And she'll be chewing on something as she starts to go upstairs to get changed. I want to pour myself a glass. A couple of minutes will go by, and you'll hear her yell down to you, Richard! Yeah, Mama? Have you seen my... And she'll name the outfit that you dressed Valerie in the other day? Um, no, I mean, you know, I try... I figure I do the laundry half the time anyway. I mean, I, I haven't seen it. Why? Did you check the laundry, Mama? I'm already... I'm already naked. Go look. I hope you're in the laundry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. It was a joke. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go look for it. Do I find it? No, you don't find oh, it. Oh, shit. Well, didn't think so. <laughs> I don't know where it is, Mom. To be a little bit more complaining and that kind of stuff. Eventually, she'll come back down wearing something else. And uh, her glass is empty. She'll stop, fill it back up, and then carry it out to the car. And kind of like... Head towards the driver's seat as if you were to get in the passenger seat of her car. No, Mama, just just let me drive out there. You know, I do this for a living, right? I'm going to tap the portal of my head. See this? I can plug into the car. Unnatural, Richard. Maybe unnatural, but I won't be wrapped around a light pole. I guess that's natural. She will slowly be coaxed into getting in the passenger seat, and you guys will drive off into the mid-afternoon to have a nice day with Mama and go to check out this house. Cool. So we'll fast forward a couple of days on you guys. Mary Sue, how has she been finding her new apartment? I mean, she's making the best of it. She's put her uh, burnt sin and her gun in one of the secret compartments. And I think the other secret compartment is going to be for Margaret to kind of go and hide if she doesn't want to be seen. But really, just trying to make the best of it, it's still just not big enough. And Mary Sue has also reached out to her parents to see if maybe they could box up some of her stuff and drop it off at the poorhouse. 
How does the rest of that conversation with your parents go? It's a lot of telling them that I decided to quit school. I'm with this new startup group. We do kind of like independent contractor slash consulting jobs. And everything's great. Got my own place. I just need to be on my own. I'll contact you again. How does that conversation go with them? Well, I mean, they're very loving, protective parents. They are trying to get me to give information about where I am and what's going on and what happened at the corporation. It was in the news. And I think Mary Sue is not wanting to lie to her parents, so she's just being evasive. Is this normal behavior for Mary Sue, or is she just kind of... No, this is not normal behavior for Mary Sue when it comes to her family. Had there been something previously that she had been evasive on them about somewhere growing up? No. Mary Sue has never lied to her family. Ooh. Okay. And she doesn't want to now. That's why she's evading. Eventually they will give up on questioning you and trying to get information out of you. More your mom shutting down your dad than anything else. They trust their little girl. The fools. A couple of days will go by. You will have a lunch date with Valentine again. He will message you with, Hey, uh, sorry, something came up. So, sorry? He just stood me up for a a date? Yeah, basically. Wow. He is almost assuredly at the poorhouse. All right. Um, no, she'll respond. That's great. It's okay. No problem. She will then gussy herself up. She's going to make herself look good. And she's going to go to the poorhouse. Given as you are only like a block or so away, are you just walking down there or? Yeah, I'll walk. Okay. You're going to see a fairly sizable number of motorcycles out there, one of which is three shades of hot pink. And looks familiar because not many hot pink motorcycles roll around this neighborhood. Not many at all. There's also a beat-up Ford AmeriCar that's in the parking lot. You don't really see many cars in the parking lot because it's a motorcycle gang, but there it is. There are a couple of gang members outside. They will be cordial to you because they at least know that you are someone who lives in the area. Even if you don't have one of the bandanas as being, air quotes, part or associated or, like, official. Okay. Going inside, you're going to see a bunch more elves, more or less just kind of hanging around. There's some over there playing some games. There's some over there that are just drinking. Scanning the room, you're going to see Valentine is at the back at the, like, main booth of this place. And he's got two of his guys with him, and you're going to see Lance sitting across from him and kind of agitatedly gesturing and something that seems to have gotten him all riled up. So Mary Sue will make her way to the bar, take a seat where she can not be overly obvious that she's there, but she wants to have a good view of that booth. She probably also wants him to see her all gussied up in here and, (laughs) you know, be all kinds of childish about it. Absolutely. Are you attempting to overhear them at all, or are they, are you just kind of hanging out? If I can overhear, yeah, I'll try. Sure. Do you want to roll your Mm audio-based perception dice? With one hit on your audio perception, you're kind of trying to listen in, and then a young elven girl with a bright green mohawk is going to kind of come up next to the bar, followed shortly by another ganger. She is wearing what is like the lowest ranking gear, and she's ordering a bunch of things, and you will notice that the other guy with her is Johnny from the hospital. And then placing him, you will place her as being Catherine. 
Yeah, she's going to kind of not make eye contact or try to acknowledge that she knows him or her. He's definitely going to notice you, though. Because you got yeah, all... I know, I know. But she's, yeah, going to act like she doesn't... Yeah. yeah. And be like, hey, Doc. What are you doing down here? Oh, um... <clears throat> hi. Uh, no, I I had heard about this place and, and just thought I'd come see it, um, have a drink, you know. Hang out for a little while. Catherine will look back and forth between you and Johnny and be like, uh, you know her? And he'll be like, yeah, no, she was at the, um, leaving you an opening to, to make up whatever it is you want to make up. Yeah, we, we met at the, uh, at the hospital where I, I have a residency at, um, and yeah, just a brief, um, in, encounter. He was visiting a, a friend. She'll look concerned and look towards him and, Somebody's in the hospital? Who? I'm sorry. And he will kind of turn beat red. And then look back to you, and then look back to her. And then it's like, maybe we should, you know, not not bother her. You know, leave her to her her things. Yeah, you guys look like you're, um, you know, having a, a, a night together as well. I don't want to encroach on, on your evening. Yeah, definitely. I'll talk to you guys later. They will buy you a drink of whatever it is you're drinking. And then take a sizable number of drinks back over to the small group that they have. You will notice that the jacket that she is wearing is of the newer variety. After your brief exchange, you will see that Lance is getting up in a huff and heading out of here. And Valentine is looking a little annoyed with his two guys over there. And one of them gets up to come over and get a drink. You know this guy? He is Harley. Harley? Yeah. Where do I know him from? He's one of Valentine's, like, number twos. Like, Valentine's, like, a lieutenant or whatever it is, and he's one of his okay. go-to guys. Okay. And he's approached the bar. He's approached the bar. He's ordering some drinks. He will see you and greet you with some pleasantries. She'll be polite back and just kind of say, yeah, we had plans, uh, but they fell through, so I thought I'd come and hang out at the bar tonight. Get a feel for the neighborhood. I'll give you a bit of a smile. Like, yeah, no, a little, uh, little huggy bear he got. He's all in a... An uproar about somebody getting a slightest dash. So shall I say, Huggy Bear? Oh yeah, the the, Lance? the little. Uh yeah, sure, Huggy Bear. You got it. It's a thing oh. at a party. Okay. What's the problem? Oh, uh, he'll kind of like tap his jacket. It's like business. Like not really supposed to talk about it, you know. But hey, you know, nice to see you. You look good. He picks up his drinks and he heads back over to the table. Okay. So be polite and bye. Have a good evening. She's going to keep watching that booth. Are you watching with the, like, hey, pay attention to me? Or are you just kind of keeping a casual eye as you... Casual eye. I'm not, like, staring it down. A couple of people throughout the night will come up to you. They'll be nice. They're mostly ordering drinks. Every once in a while they'll buy you a drink or, you know, bar food or whatever. But nobody really, like, hits on you or anything like that. Just nice people. For the very least, the next hour or two hours until you want to do something, those three guys will be over there and seem to be really into their conversation. And every once in a while, Harley will come up and grab some drinks. So after spending time in the neighborhood, spending time in the bar, Mary Sue probably has a good understanding that there's a true hierarchy here. Mm-hmm. There's a true, you have to have uh, the jackets, there's 
very definite markings that you have to have in order to be talked to, and you have to have the right markings in order to be let in on a lot of different things, correct? More or less, yeah. I don't even want to call it like a caste system, but it's very much like if you're not sporting one of the bandanas, you're mostly left alone. People will be nice to you, but it's not like they're going to go out of their way to help you. Then you have like the bandana people who are a little bit more cared for. Most of them seem to be family or close to the people that actually have jackets. And then there's the jacket people. And then there's like, everybody's got the jackets. Then there's a couple of minor people. And then there's Valentine. And he clearly has higher ups. You've probably seen him meet with them once or twice or told you that he's got a meeting with something that inferred a higher up. Okay, so... No, I know this. I learned this in college. This is like any corporation. It's organizational behavior. And Mary Sue is applying everything she learned in college about this. She understands what's happening here. This is like any bureaucratic corporation or organization. So she feels she's got a handle on what's happening here. She needs to get one of these markings in order to be included in things and to know more. This would be a good thing for her. She needs this. Wonderful rationalization. Okay. How does she plan on going about getting this? I think she'll wait maybe another hour, see if they continue talking. But if they're all three still talking and there's no chance to get to Valentine alone, then she'll interrupt the three of them talking. Okay. So a little bit more time will go by. You will see a a young elven woman with a child come up, not quite like to the table, but in and kind of like wave. She's very pleasant with everybody else. The child's maybe six years old. And uh, the other guy that's not Valentine or Harley will say his goodbyes to those two guys. And he will, in a very tired look, start walking over to meet with her. And then the three of them will walk out together, leaving just the two of them for now. Probably as good as time as any then. There's only two. She'll go up to the booth. They'll be in some deep conversation that quiets as you approach. And he'll look up at you, kick his feet up on the end of the table. Hey, Mary, uh, what's up? She'll kind of look expectantly at the opening in the booth. Which is conveniently where his foot is kind of blocking. Uh She'll smile and sit next to Harley. Harley will look slightly nervous as he looks from you to him. Valentine will raise an eyebrow. What's what's up, Mary? Well, see, I've, I've been sitting here for a few hours now, and I've noticed some things, and I'm... I think I might be able to help you. And in return, I think you could then help me. He'll pull his leg down and lean up on the table. And look over her and he's like, well, there's a, not a whole lot of need for a, a doctor around here recently. Thankfully, you know, it's always good to have one's people in good health. But, uh, no, we were just discussing some things. I think we got a, an actionable plan here. Well, I mean, you don't know me that well. And that's understandable. We haven't. Really had a lot to, a lot of time to really delve into each other's backgrounds and histories, but just know that I, I'm, I have more talents than just being a doctor. Harley will turn to Valentine and be like a, really? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a problem solver. And I think you guys have a problem with Huggy Bear. And I know I have a problem with the size of the apartment I have. And I, think we might be able to solve those problems for each other. I'll kind of purse his lips and look to Harley and kind of come back to it. Uh, I was kind of hoping you would, you would let that go. Oh, honey, 
Yeah, I don't let stuff like that go. You should learn that real quick. He'll move his drinks to the side. Hmm. Well, I'm not sure if you've got that in you for this. It might be illegal. Let's just say that sometimes there's illegal and then there's just kind of illegal. And then there's well within legal, but you're really just pushing the limits. So, I mean, how illegal is illegal? Valentine will lean in towards Harley and Harley will lean in towards him. And they'll have a, a useless conversation about whether or not they can trust you. Because in the world where you can text message with your brains, you don't really need to to have this kind of conversation. So it's clearly for show. She is unimpressed. Does not look worried at all. And they'll break from their conversation. All right. Harley has convinced me to allow you the opportunity to prove your worth to the ancients. That's something that interests you. It does. And she'll put her arm around Harley and give him a kiss on the cheek, say, thank you for backing me up. Harley kind of blushes and looks a little nervous, and Valentine, just a, a quick flash across his face, and Valentine will pat the the booth next to him to kind of pull you closer so that he's not projecting the conversation as much. She'll move over to, I guess, sit by him now. There is a knight errant officer that is giving Lance, or Huggy Bear, a bit of trouble. He's pressing him for information, he's scaring off his customers, which of course then starts to cost me money. That's not good. So if you can convince Officer Murphy to leave him, and by extension me, alone, well, that would be nice, because then I wouldn't have him calling me three times a day, complaining about things. Be down to maybe once a day. That's it? That's your big problem? Well, you see, if we just shoot him and kill him, there'll be a lot more cops in our area, and that's not good. Oh my goodness, no, I would never suggest just killing a cop. That would be the worst mistake. No, no, no. No, I can definitely solve this problem for you. And he will uh, kind of raise his eyebrow, because it's not 100% what he was expecting. All right, let's see what you got. Well, let's first make sure the terms are set. Terms? What am I getting in return? Well, you wanted a bigger apartment, and there's a couple of places that could be made to function for an apartment of a, a larger space. So another apartment to expand into? Yeah, sure, something like that. And that apartment has its own water and power rations that I would get as well? Uh, yeah. And she'll kind of point at the jacket that he's wearing, and something like this. Not that low-end, noob-rung-level marking either. Something mid-level. Harley and Valentine will lean into each other again. They're not actually speaking this time. And then they'll kind of break. Alright, you can't just jump ladders like that. One little favor. Well, that's one way to... And he'll kind of point at one of the people that's got just like a bandana on. Uh, one of the waitresses. That's a way to get in. Since apparently our relationship is a little bit more different now, I think, than I thought we were heading. But that's fine. She'll smile. Uh, say, no, well, it could still go in that direction, but there could be many facets to a relationship. We can have a business one as well as a more intimate one. Harley gives him an elbow. He kind of shuts him down a little bit. We'll talk about joining and capabilities after it's done. But you'll guarantee me something by yeah. way of ancient marking. I will guarantee that you will not be walking around here as you currently are. 
Okay. So, when do we need this done by? Sooner the better. The sooner he gets off of Lance's back, the sooner that I can go back to managing my other affairs and my other interests, as he'll give you a little bit of a smile. And is Huggy Bear back at his usual order? Oh, I don't know where he went. He usually just kind of... He pays his respects and his taxes, as they were. Mary Sue says, great, I will get this taken care of, and as soon as it's done, I'll be back here. We'll, uh, we'll be around. So, yeah, Mary Sue would want to go and find Huggy Bear now and get more info on the cop. So you just kind of call him up? Yeah. See where he is. I want to actually go and talk to him. I want to meet him somewhere. You give him a ring and be like, Party City, how can I help you? Hi, I'm looking for some party favors. Yeah, no, I've got all kinds of shapes, sizes, and flavors. That's great. I Where are you located exactly? I'd love to come down and see the selection. He will shoot you a geotag that is slowly moving. It's heading out of where you are around the poorhouse over towards where you saw him the first time at the accident site. Like, it's walking distance, though, right? Yeah, he's only a couple of blocks away. Okay. So, say, great, I'll be there in ten and start walking towards there. You will find a beat-up Ford Americar on the side of the road, and then a couple of storefronts down, you will see a short man in a coat that's too long. So walk up to him. Hopefully he remembers me. He does a lot of drugs, I think. (laughs) I would say, hi, Lance. Been a while since we've uh, talked. He'll turn around and give his coat a little bit of a swirl. Raise up his hand as though he's about to point at you and just kind of like, uh... Yes. What can I do for you? Well, um, I just, I just came from the poorhouse and my, uh, well, Valentine sent me to, to talk to you. Uh, what does he want? Well, what? he wants me to help you. Help me? Okay. With your Officer Murphy problem. I'm going to get rid of it. Oh! Oh, this, this is wonderful! And he takes a couple of steps, like, over towards you and kind of off to the side of the street here. Great, how are you going to do it? Well, I mean, that's probably best that you don't know how I'm going to do it. But, what can you tell me? Like, when does he come by? What is he asking you? Oh, okay. And he'll give you the a bit of the rundown. He's 6'4", human, male, mid-30s, short blonde hair, knight errant, doesn't respond to bribes or other usual tactics for dealing with the cops. Usually just kind of hangs around in the area, but everybody kind of finds out that he's in the area. Like, he'll leave his cruiser there, he'll walk down the street to go get some food. He'll always sit and stay there and eat the food in the place, and then come back the other way so that everybody sees him and nobody buys when they know that a cop is right around the corner. So, Valentine said he's asking you questions. What kind of questions? He doesn't seem to want to bust me. He seems to want to get where I get my stuff from, so I don't tell him anything. Every once in a while, he'll shake me down for some stuff, confiscate it, and tell me he's doing me a favor by not hauling me in. He's not doing me a favor when he's cutting into my profits like that. It's just not civilized, Hmm. you know? No, no, an officer doing his job just sounds awful. That's the problem. He's doing his job. Job is supposed to be enforcing the law. This is... Slightly, uh, restricted stuff, but I got paperwork for him. Okay. So he just kind of hangs out all day, or is he around here now? Oh, I don't go looking for him. If anything, if I see him, I I move on. All right. 
give him a, a burner com number. I want you to let me know every time you see him and where you see him. Yeah, sure. This is important. If you want this to be taken care of, I need to know where he is, when you see him, and where you see him. All right. I'll uh, do what I can. I look forward to you taking him out. Not that I need to know. And I'll put his hands up. I don't need to know how. I just, as long as it's done. Great. Then, yeah, it's late. I think I'm going to go home now. I'll get working on this tomorrow. Do you need anything to go? Somewhere through this conversation, he's totally sold drugs to somebody else that's here. No, not tonight. I think I'm set. Sure. I got I got chips. I got all kinds of stuff. No, no. I know where to go if I'm looking for that. Thanks, though. Kind of walks away. And as you walk away, he'll kind of get loud at somebody across the street. Hey, you owe me money from last time. And he'll start waddling after him. Mary Sue's going to go back to her place, start thinking what she wants to do. I think she's going to call a contact. Okay. She's going to call Goldie, who's a club kid. Tell me a little bit about Goldie. Oh, Goldie is a party girl. She went to college with Mary Sue. She's barely staying in. Her grades are terrible, but her parents keep sending money and donating money to the university, so she's always, she's never expelled. But she's just constantly at the club. She knows all the clubs. She's very much a party girl. She's into having a good time. Does she slum it? And Does she, like, come over into Touristville and stuff to... No. No, no, no. She's, like, in the clubs downtown, the... Yeah, that's what I meant, like... The mid to higher end. Yeah. Okay. And, um, very much into, um, doing all kinds of drugs. Yes. Sweet. She will pick up. You will hear fumbling with the phone and significant oonts going on in the background. So it's like, oonts, oonts, oonts. And then it'll switch over to a silent communication as she switches over to doing it via DNI. Wait, hey! Hey, Goldie, it's Mary Sue. Um, Yeah, what? where you been, girl? Yeah, no, things have come up. You know, school, life changes. Uh, anyway. New uh, man. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, What clubs are you hitting the most often these days? Oh, it's easier to tell you which ones I'm not. Great. Did you find uh, a new one? No, no, no. Listen, stay focused, Goldie. Sorry, I'm just feeling kind of good right now. I know you are. Uh, who is, uh, who's, who's dealing? Who's the one providing the, the refreshments at the clubs? Oh, it depends upon which one. Um, do you need something? I, I got a little bit of a stash back at my place if you want to. No, 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 I don't need anything. I need to know who's providing. You need their numbers? No, I need just need you to tell me, like, what is it? Is it just a regular person? Is it an organization? Oh. And then she'll start telling you about a couple of different places. It takes you a while to pull the information out of her because she keeps getting very yes. distracted. Yes. Were you looking for something specific? Honestly, Mary Sue is trying to find out, uh, given her new entry into criminal world and organizations, obviously she has heard with current events, different mafia organizations. There's the Vori, there's okay. the Irish Mafia. Are any of these organizations in any of these clubs dealing? Oh, yeah. Different clubs have different people doing it. Some are gang, some are different organized crime. She says that the guy that deals with the one place that's Japanese, he's probably Yakuza, but that could just be her being racist and assuming things, or he could actually be Yakuza. There are a couple independents that she knows. You said that she doesn't really come out to the tourist area, so she doesn't really know Lance. Mm -hmm. 
Any of the clubs that have Vori. Sure. All right. I just want the name of the club and that it's Vori doing the dealing there. Easy peasy. Yeah, she can she can supply that to you. Yeah, that's all I need. Excellent. She will give you the location of a club that there are these two Russian guys who are totally Vori, obviously. It's called the Code Name. It's more of a weekend club than really anything else. It kind of rents out for more private events during the week, I guess. And she tells you to look for Big Ivan and Little Ivan. And then I will probably want help. So, yeah, I'm going to call RC in the morning. So I believe it's the next morning. Richard, you've convinced Mama to move into this new place. She's complained, but not to the level of someone who hates it, just because she just can't accept it easily. She's got to make her opinion known. I'll take that. That's a win. But over the past, like, two, three days, whatever it's been, you will have noticed that your neighbor whose car you stole also had their car returned to them. Oh, that's good news. I believe Mary Sue said she was going to call you in the morning? Yes. Going to call him and see if I can come over and talk to him. It's the the last day of stuff being moved into your place. Uh, hi, Mary Sue. What's up? So, um, RC, can I, can I come in and see you? Uh, yeah? What's going on? No hey? No how's it going? Just, did no, you come I, back? I, I just, you know, it's been a, it's been a few days and I, I just, I, you know, I said I'd be in touch and I'd let you know how things are going and so I, I just wanted to come by and, and talk to you. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, hey, hey, don't, don't drop that. That's, that's worth more than your car. Okay? I'm sorry, Mercy, I'm trying to get moved in. Moved into where? Those old days just weren't suiting it and, uh, mom and me, so we moved out to the country. Always oh riding the world. Oh, I want to come, I'll bring you a housewarming gift. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. I, I look forward to seeing you. I'll shoot you the address. Sit out the sticks a bit, though. How long will it take to get there? Uh, it depends on how fast you drive. It should take you probably about 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. It, it'll will... take me about 15. I'll be there <laughs> in the hour, okay? There you go. Yeah, so Mary Sue will stop and probably, I don't know, what would you get for a housewarming gift in the future? She'd probably just go and find the biggest bottle of whiskey she could find. Any specific kind or just big old handle of whiskey? Big old handle of whiskey. So within the hour will pass. Mm-hmm. You will pull up outside of Richard's new house. Richard, what does your new house look like? That's a wood house, metal roof, a uh, front porch goes all around the front with red wood colonnades or columns, whatever, little steps on the size of a little carport. It's on about uh, one and a half acres, got some trees, you know, sparsely treed, and a little tiny shop out to the side with uh, big metal pull-out doors. And as you pull up Mary Sue, you will notice that there's a little moving company van out there. There's a, a human, an orc, and a, and a dwarf all just kind of moving stuff around. They seem to be kind of packing up to go home. She'll smile, wave, and stay out of their way and head up to the front door. And I'll probably be directing traffic, all these people. Uh, hey, Mary Sue, welcome to the New Digs. This is such a cute little place. Where did you find this? I found it on, on the Matrix. You know, they have houses for sale there. Haha. Ha. They list things. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. Around the country. Got the, you know, I got the actual room to stretch my legs. I can sit on my porch. I got a shop. I can do some work on some things. Got the van parked over there beside it. You know, mama's in the house. Things are going pretty good. Mama's in the house. And Mary Sue will just run toward the house to go inside. She's got her gift in her hand. 
So inside, Mary Sue, you will hear some noise coming from the kitchen. And Mary Sue's going to make herself at home. She, This is her friend's place. And so she's going to walk in. She's going to walk up to Mama and uh, say hello. And I brought a housewarming gift for you. And place beautiful. So as you kind of come in, she's going to be like, God, nab it. She's looking around for something. And she'll come up, Richard! And then in her coming up, she'll see, who are you? My name's Mary Sue. I'm a friend of R.C.'s. R.C.? You mean Ma Richard? Yeah, Richard. Yeah, Mama, this is Mary Sue. I work with her. Now, and, I, you know, she's, uh, you know, she likes the house we just moved into. Be nice. Richard, where's the, where's the tea pitcher? Where'd they put it? Oh, well, it's probably in the refrigerator, Mama. I didn't make tea yet. Okay, well, I'm sure we'll find it in one of these boxes. Uh, and Mary Sue will hold out her giant bottle of whiskey and, and present it to her and say, Here, I brought this as a housewarming gift. Richard says that you enjoy uh, your whiskey. I'm going to look at Mary Sue like, mm. Mary Sue's big smile, very proud of herself. She did a good job on this gift. She's going to straighten herself up a little bit from looking in the box on the floor, come over to you, give you a very intense up and down, just starting kind of like, I don't know, knee level and coming up because short kind of hunched. Did Mary Sue wear anything particularly fancy today, or is she just kind of slumming it? It's uh, casual. It's not overly fancy, but it is still, yes, it's still looking nice. It's nicer than t-shirt and jeans, which is probably what Richard's wearing. It is nicer than t-shirt and jeans, yes. So yeah, she'll take you in and kind of get up to your head with your pointy little elf ears and just kind of like squint her eyes a little bit. Richard, you work with this lady? Yes, Molly, I work with her and she is uh, just just a great person. Works very hard. Very good at her job, you know. She'll linger on your face for a moment and then come down to your bottle of whiskey here. And her eyes will kind of linger and that. She'll give her lips a little like, I'm going to find the glasses. She'll turn around and start haphazardly combing through the boxes. Mary Sue will turn to, to R.C. and whisper, see, she likes me. No, I don't. Yeah. Sometimes she just gets up, Mama, why don't you go watch some TV if you can't be polite to company? She'll find some glasses, put them on the table or the counter right there, take one and the bottle of whiskey and start kind of lingering into the other room. My own son. Does she go? Yeah, she, she goes. goes okay. All right, well, Mary Sue, welcome to the place. How's it going? What you got? You want a beer? Yeah, and um, just kind of look around and maybe somewhere more private to, to talk. You mentioned a workshop? Yeah, let's go out to the workshop. Good idea. So, yeah, she'll wait for her beer and walk out to the workshop with him. Has the workshop been set up or is it still also in parts? That was the first thing set up, please. Yeah, there's probably tables. I mean, it, maybe not everything's put away, but, you know, the uh, like work tables, benches, and probably a chair or two in there. Sure. Yeah, I'll give her the one chair and probably sit on the table. Okay. Yeah, Mary, so I'll take her seat in the chair. And, and uh, So, R.C., um, I know you're really busy with this moving thing, but um, I have a, a situation that I, I, I just kind of was hoping you could help me with. Okay. Well, I'm trying to get a place too, and and I found one. It's just, it's just, it's not big enough. It doesn't have a lot of space, and so in order to get more space, I just have to do a favor for Valentine, and it's a very small favor. It just involves a, a knight errant cop, but it's going to be simple. Nobody has to do anything major, but I just wanted you to help me out with it, you know, because you, 
you think a, a little differently than me, and I just want to make sure that I'm not missing anything. Oh, I was going to stare bug out for a second. Well, that, this day kind of went from a high note to falling like a, you know, direct from heaven. You got police, Valentine, that jackass. He's not a elf, jackass. Uh, He's, why would you, what? They're a whole bunch of jackasses. What is he, an ancient? Elves? All elves are a bunch of jackasses. That's what you're no, saying No, but if you, right if you dress up and call yourself uh, like, like a damn parade attendant, you call yourself the ancient, he looks 30. Ancient my ass. Anyway, do you think <sighs> you could help me? So what are you trying to do now? Well, apparently there's this very nice knight errant officer that is, you know, just asking around and and trying to see what kind of illegal activities are occurring in the neighborhood where I now live. And nobody wants that. And so I just want to, I was just told to get rid of the cop, but I just want to redirect him so his focus is somewhere else. He can still do his job. It's just do it over there, not here in our neighborhood. Oh, what the, what they call you for? The what you shoot him in the back? <laughs> <sighs> that joke never gets old for you guys, does it? It was no, it's pretty funny. I mean, it's, I mean, you know. She'll take a long drink of her beer. Anyway, well, what do you want this. me to do? Well, I mean, my idea is to to get him to go look at the Vori dealing drugs in a club that I know that they deal drugs in. So you want, instead of this cop looking into your friend, and that's air quotes, his your friend's business, to go look into somebody else's business who happens to be dealing in the same thing that said friend deals in? No, I just know that the warrior dealing drugs. I don't know what Valentine is doing. Valentine doesn't deal the drugs. But I do know that. That interesting choice of word, the drugs, didn't sound very hypothetical. Look, yes, we all know drugs... Happen that we've all taken drugs. You've taken drugs. I've taken drugs. It's fine. It's not the worst thing ever. But yes, I just want to redirect the cop somewhere else. Let him go look after bigger fish. But don't you think going after it's not? Oh God. Very shady. I don't know if I should be disappointed or impressed. Like I said, you think a little differently, and maybe you'll see if there's a hole in this plan. If things go wrong, I just you know. Just want to make sure somebody's there to, you know, watch out for me. Well, I'm going to help you. Cause, I mean, I like you. I mean, I'd go pick you up from the airport, but let's be honest. I need the money. You see this place? Mortgages ain't cheap. Land isn't cheap. So, you know, you need a bigger place? I'd like to keep mine. So, sell your old buddy RC on this little plan you got going on here. Make me want to go. You mean you want me to pay you? Well, yeah, I mean, I appreciate the whiskey, but hell, I'd like to keep the houses in. Shouldn't take, what, one, maybe two days. Half of the new apartment I'm getting? They're paying you with, with an apartment? Yes. Like, not the money for it, okay. Yeah. How much is the apartment worth? All right, so Mary Sue will ponder this a little bit. She'll narrow her eyes at RC and she'll say, I'll give you 1,500 new yen. 1,500. Okay, but I want you to introduce me to your friend who is a boy. (laughs) When the job is done, I'll take you to the poorhouse. I'll buy you around, and you can meet him. Sounds like a plan. I'll drink that. Put a beer out to toast. Toast? Back in the saddle again.
as always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to, to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to, to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever.